Hi, I'm the producer of A Public Affair, Jade Isiri Ramos. If you enjoy the show, I hope you'll consider supporting the station. We take donations all year long at wortfm.org. Thanks. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. And happy noon. Welcome to a public affair. Your community conversation on community radio, WORT, here every Monday through Friday. I'm not your Monday host, Douglas Haynes. I'm your substitute host, Bert Zipper, and we hope Doug feels a lot better really soon. WORT. I'm sorry, WORT's Andrew Thomas and Jade Asiri Ramos join me in the studio today to continue our winter pledge drive. If you like the in-depth conversations about issues of local, national, and global importance you hear here on A Public Affair every day, please give us a call at 608-256-2001, extension 1, to support WORT with a donation. And now on with the show. In the spirit of celebrating community that pledge drives foster, we're going to feature a unique icon of Madison community life today on our show, Forward Madison Football Club, Madison's own professional soccer team. The team played its inaugural season five years ago in 2019, and its games at Breeze Stevens Field have since become a staple of downtown Madison life, drawing an average of more than 4,000 fans a game to the historic stadium on East Washington Avenue called Breeze Stevens. Um, Forward Madison Football Club describes itself as, quote, an extension of the shared belief of Madisonians that community is built brick by brick and day by day with inclusion, transparency, and a communal desire to provide the best quality of life for all. We've got three folks here in here to tell us about the story of Forward Madison Flamingos and the team's role in the community. We are, in, we are fortunate to have them here. Zane, Jovan, and Keith. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Take it away. Hey, good morning um, or good afternoon. What yeah, time is it? It's um, yeah, Jovan Chavez here, Latino Outreach Manager, Ticket Sales uh, Rep for Forward Madison. And you've been with the club since the very beginning. Yeah, uh, joined the club in October of 2018 um, in the lead up to launching the club um, where we kicked things off in 2019. It was our first year on the field and in the hearts of many. And you're starting the fifth season now. Yeah, fifth season, so, so getting so, ready. So that was Jovan Chavez? Yes. Yep. Next. I'm Keith Tmeyer. I'm the Director of Soccer Operations and Development at Forward Madison. I'm mentoring in my second season here. Bert, I don't know if you saw it as you were just reading your intro. I started smiling. It's that time of year when the season's starting up, and it's awesome to hear about Forward Madison, and it's exciting to talk about Forward Madison. It's awesome to sit here with you guys, and, and this, thanks for having us today. And the season's already started. We're three weeks into preseason now, so we've, uh, we're, we're getting close. That's great. So that's Zane. Heinzelman? Keith T. Meyer. Keith T. Meyer. Yep. T. Meyer. Next is Zane Heinzelman. Yeah. Uh, Zane Heinzelman, uh, Vice President and General Manager of Forward Madison. Um, I'm brand new to the organization, brand new to Madison as well. So, so Where are you venue. coming from? So I worked in the Twin Cities. I worked for the St. Paul Saints. Oh, oh that's right. Minor League Baseball team. Baseball. Um, so coming from the Twin Cities down to Madison. Uh, my partner, uh, child, and I have been here now a little over four months. Well, welcome to Madison. Yeah, thank you. And make sure you stay really close to your microphones. Um, so tell us, let, let, let's let's look at the first question. Tell us about um, the history of Ford Madison Football Club. Yeah, I can speak on that. Um, the uh, the club was launched in 2019, um, and and you know entering USL League One. Uh, Division Three Pro. It's always been, I think, a dream for a lot of people in this community uh, to have a pro soccer team uh, here in our backyard, and and myself included. I I lived on Jenny Street um, for seven years, and where, where where on Jenny Street? I was in the nine hundred block, so oh, I was wow. across from the Wilmar Center, and um, you know I would you know hop hop the rock wall yeah, at yeah. Breeze and and. Kick or kick the ball around, and there's a lot of pickup games. Uh, early Saturday, early early Sunday mornings, uh, hopping that rock wall and kicking the ball around. I, I, I'd like to say I, I think I was the first person to kick a ball inside Breeze after they tore down the grass and and put put some artificial turf down. So, wow. um, yeah, I know it's always been I think a dream for for a lot of folks in the community to utilize that space and and so i think uh 
you know, when we launched in, in 2018, 2019, um, you know, there's a, a lot of excitement, a lot of fervor building. Um, um, and, and obviously that excitement carried on into our first season. And now here we are entering our, our fifth season uh, in, in, you know, 2023. So. so when you started, you created the Flamingo as your mascot. Talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you know, obviously there's, that's kind of the first question is, you know, there's obviously where are the flamingos in Madison? <laughs> um, and, you know, it actually has ties to UW uh, mm-hmm. University here where um, back in the early 70s, yep. senior prank on Bascom Hill, um, the students lined up Bascom Hill with plastic lawn ornament flamingos. Um, and so that was a senior prank that, that carried on year after year. Um, and so that that was really the, the initial... Uh, kind of ties with the plastic lawn, lawn ornament um, and the city of Madison. Um, and so year after year, that tradition carries on. Um, and then you fast forward to uh, Mayor Dave, I think in 2008 um, was, was when Mayor Dave uh, made the plastic lawn ornament flamingo the official city bird <laughs> of Madison. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, you know, it, it's got some strong, strong ties here, but that's when that... Um, uh, that tradition was kind of cemented. Um, and then here we are, uh, Forward Madison. Um, fast forward to 2018, we actually held a uh, You, you Name the Team contest, um, which was launched on our social channels and on our website, where we asked the fans, hey, you know, user-submitted names. Uh, I think there was over 100 submitted names, but um, kind of a tournament bracket style we eliminated, and, and the favorites were picked, and uh, Forward Madison FC was uh, was the uh, the selected name. So that's awesome. Yeah, Jovan, I think it, the just the not just the mascot, but then you extended the colors of the franchise and the organization. You get into pink. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it one of the first <coughs> professional organizations to actually use pink as a primary color? And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, you know the we 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 worked with a local um, you know marketing brand geniuses over at Planet Propaganda where we kind of gave them. Uh, some kind of initial concepts and they kind of ran with it and uh, and so yeah the, the pink was um, I think you know I'd like to say that we started that you know um, in 2018-2019 when we launched the logo yeah, absolutely because um, then after uh, not just well especially in the soccer world where you started to see a lot more teams right. incorporate bl- pink where they normally don't have pink in their in their, their crest or right. their There's their a logos. couple of MLS teams using it now. There's teams around the world using that pink color now. That's yeah. a primary color. So here on A Public Affair, we are talking with three members of Forward Madison Football Club, Madison's professional soccer um, team downtown at Bree Stevens. Some of you out there listening were part of putting pink flamingos on Bascom Hill. And you've certainly been at the, at the, at the, foot, at the football games, the real football, world football games there at Bree Stevens. So call in, 608 608- Two five six two thousand and one. If you go to extension nine, you can talk to us. Extension one means you can donate money, and both of those are welcome. Um, Keith, how many countries do players come from on the team? So we're allowed uh, USL rules. USL is our league, United Soccer League. Um, we're allowed seven international players. Okay. Um, obviously, we have to go through the visa process to get their P one visas, just like uh, musicians and all mm-hmm. that performing performance uh, visas. Um, Currently, we have five guys. Um, this year, um, we have a New Zealander that just got to town on Saturday. Really? Um, we've got a couple Englishmen. We're waiting on one more Englishman. Um, so we do. We're, we're kind of around the world. We have uh, the coaching staff, the technical staff has a uh, scouting platform that allows us to watch any game around the world and have a video history of any player. We can um, see any player from the Armenian third division all the way up to you know, any top league in Europe, it's top league in South America. So it's uh, pretty extensive, the recruiting process. How many total players? We'll have 20 players probably on the roster this year. It's, it ranges anywhere from 18 to 24, depending upon the year and depending upon injuries and where we are in the season. But we'll probably have a 20-man roster this year. And Keith, you've been um, in soccer for a long time. Talk about your background. So I grew up in St. Louis, um, Soccer City, USA. Um, it's a <laughs> long history of soccer there. It's funny, I have a son that goes to UW-Superior and plays soccer up there. Okay. And my grandfather played, my dad played, I played. So my son's a fourth-generation soccer player in the United States. And um, it's just one of those places that everybody knows the sport. They actually just hosted their first MLS game this past weekend. Um, and 
played in college, went to a small school in Colorado, um, had two great college coaches, and they kind of looked at me, they tag-teamed when I graduated from college and said, you know, we think you'd be a good coach. My dad wasn't particularly thrilled about that, <laughs> um, being a former banker. <laughs> um, so um, it's something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be around the game. If I couldn't play, I wanted to coach. And, and now I've changed from coaching after 13 years at UW into administrative role with Forward Madison. And it's awesome to be a part of the game. It's fun to see my son play. That's something different. I remember when I got married and um, saying to my wife that, you know, playing soccer is one thing. Watching a soccer game is another thing. Coaching a game is another thing. And, and uh you know, it really is kind of my passion. It's not just my hobby, and it's a lot, I'm lucky enough to be able to work in this business for sure. Great. And Zane, you're brand new to Madison. I'm I'm brand new. Uh, started in uh, November with Forward Madison. My first memories of Madison. Both my older siblings went went to UW, and uh, my first memories were on Mifflin Street. Mm-hmm. Um, when I wasn't of age to do things there that my uh, older siblings like to do in Congratulations, college. Congratulations, you're a Madisonian. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's fun to be here. It's a great community to, to get to know um, as a professional now. That's great. Now, since this is Pledge Week, um, we'd like to go to Andrew and Jade, who are going to say a few things about how you could donate money to keep community radio community funded right here, right now. Take it away, Andrew. Take it away, Jade. Hey, Bert. Thanks for uh, pitch hitting today. We appreciate that. One thing I love about WORT is that we are definitely a community and you definitely came in and and stepped it up today. And so we really appreciate that. Enjoying the conversation so far. I've I've really wanted to get involved more, uh, especially after watching the World Cup. I've wanted to get more involved uh, with uh, local Madison soccer. So Yet another good thing that a public affairs really, uh, it's something that it really excels at, is helping Madisonians figure out what is going on in the city and the town around them that they may not otherwise uh, be able to tap into. So if you appreciate that type of programming, we ask that you uh, consider making a... uh, a pledge uh, to support WORT for another year and many years to come. Um, you can do it by uh, going online, and there's the big orange, yellow, uh, no. Orange big, button. Orange button. Yeah. Yeah, I th- think I had this problem last week, too. <laughs> I, I will remember it this time. Uh, go to the big orange button, uh, and you can uh, make a donation there. Or how can they do it by phone? They Jade. can uh, give us a call. We have... Um, Mary Joy and we have Cynthia and we have Amy all out there ready to take your call the phone number is 608-256-2001 extension 1 and like Bert said once you make your donation you can also call in with a question at 608-256-200 extension 9 Um, so make that pledge to extension 1 and then we will get you on the air if you want to talk but yeah we you know a public affair is one of the places, like you were saying, Andrew, that you can tune in to hear about you know, what's going on around the world. Um, and then also tune in to hear about to hear about what is going on in Madison. Um, you know, we want to make sure that you're able to hear from the people who are making a difference. I think that, you know, when I moved to Madison, we didn't have a football club. Right. There was um, there was a Mallards, but there and there was, you know, uh, sports going on at the at the college, but there wasn't a lot of spectator sports. And to have that on the isthmus just totally available to us, you know, it's a great it, it's great for our community and we love to bring those voices to you. Um, so we are looking to have five people call during this hour and we are already 20 minutes in and we haven't heard from anyone. So 608-256-2001 extension one or go online at wortfm.org. Um, but Bert, I think we'll kick it back to you and we'll let the people call and um, we would love some generous donations during the next uh you know, 20 minutes. And we really appreciate those donations. Uh, a lot of what I know comes from public affair, listening to it for the last 43 years here in Madison, when I was living on Jennifer Street um, in the 800 block. Oh. Way, way back. Um, let's go back. Let's talk about soccer versus football. Um, just for a moment. Um, I was doing some research on this, and I found out in the 1880s, Oxford was trying to differentiate between two types of football. Can you talk about that? A little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, and there was a differenti- differentiation then. I can't remember which way it went, actually. There was uh, 
the more uh, highfalutin uh, members of Oxford that maybe went the rugby route. Yeah, which is kind of strange when we think about how violent that sport can be. How we how we think about that here in the states. Yeah. Um, and then there was the association football route, which was the soccer route. And so associated becomes a soccer, which becomes soccer. So it comes right. from the word association. Right. And I, I, I'm trying to remember, there's there's a history there of, I think it was the football association, right? And mm-hmm. um, But there were definitely, it was the way it was organized that it got mm-hmm. that terminology, of course. And um, But that's where the game started. The game was always a part of it, but it was when those two sports broke apart from each other. In my research, now I'm not an expert on football of, of any sort. Um, especially world football. But I was reading about how objectionable that name is and how quite often sports called football but played mainly with the hands are termed hand egg ball. So playing some hand egg um, would be the term for U.S. NFL football, (laughs) which I find fascinating. Um, Go ahead. Well, yeah, throw ball is the term I like to like to use just to differentiate when people are asking, hey, what are you what are you watching? Or if I say I'm playing football, um, they know that I'm (laughs) I'm not uh, not playing. There's not throw much throw. There's not much throwing in world yeah. football. Yeah. Hey, um, Javon, you're part of the USL, your league's impact committee, which sounds really important. Can you talk about that? Yeah, um, the impact committee uh, was started up in 2021 um, with a focus on uh, creating a um, really just an equitable. Um, uh, uh, committee uh, and and really uh, a focus on um, cre- creating stronger roots from the front office. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's the front office of Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Madison, Wisconsin, uh, creating a stronger connection. Uh, with the front office and the community that it represents. And, um, and all members of the community. And all members of the community, yeah. And so, um, you know, being able to recognize, um, you know, obviously there's, um, you know, racism and mm-hmm. all sorts of, uh, you know, challenges that, one, the community faces, but also, you know, looking at it from the league's perspective of, you know, how do we, as a as a as a league as an organization, how do we, um, you know, recognize these challenges that one the players on the field face, but also mm-hmm. the members of the community face? Yep. And how do we make things right? Right. How do we create a stronger community? How do we create um, an equitable community, um, both on the front office and on the field? Because obviously, it's very important that <coughs> the <coughs> the players on the field mm-hmm. uh, feel. Uh, a strong connection with their community, exactly. Um, because you know, even though these guys are here for a small period of time, it's it's we want them to feel welcomed, right. um, and then also that reflects to you know the fans in the stands and them being welcomed and appreciated um, is a strong part of you know the front office's role to mm-hmm. make that connection and 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 invite these groups and say, hey, you're all welcome here. Um, this is a, a sport and it's a it's a it's an attraction. Uh, but I, like Keith kind of touched on earlier, uh, it's quality of life and 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 you know we can all be a part of that and enjoy that together. So yeah. so so the league has has done their part in kind of um, uh, sharing that message and also helping other new startup soccer teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this year, like seasons prior, and, and obviously in the future, and kind of creating that that playbook of saying, "Hey, here's how you can connect with your community. Here's how you can uh, do your part in in you know connecting with uh, charitable organizations and people that are actually doing the work in your community, um, so that you know uh, one everyone feels welcome and it it can create a stronger connection with the community." Let me throw it to the to the, all of you. Um, your website talks about using soccer as a force for good talk about that so you know just in my second year here there's been some really really neat events and obviously i i don't it's not that i care more about but certainly my week focus is on gearing up for saturday night for the kickoff of our games right being a part of our technical staff and 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 the the performance itself is a is you know the most exciting part but i I look back to some of the events that we've had over my two seasons now or my season and starting the second one of 
you know, the, the initial jersey release last year for opening day of uh, the Ukraine jersey and, you know, raising over $40,000 for what's going on overseas. And exactly. I, it just happened to be in London over Christmas week. There's a uh, company called, is it Classic Football Tees, I think? Classic Football Shirts. Classic yep. Football Shirts. I go in and there's our jersey sitting there with really? the Ukraine colors. And, <laughs> and that's really neat, you know, when it's become not just a Madison thing, but, and obviously we're a part of a greater uh, fundraising effort for that, aren't we? And um, so that was a neat event for our team to be a part of and wearing a special uniform on opening day. I, for me, the, the the next biggest event was probably the Special Olympics series that we did last year. Our game is truly for everybody, and it's inclusive of everybody. And it could be as simple as just one guy, Joe Von hopping the wall at Bree Stevens mm-hmm. with his one ball and just his one guy and juggling around and hitting some balls and shoot, taking shots at goal and juggling and doing all kinds of neat tricks. It could be him and a buddy playing one-on-one. It could be a small-sided game in the park across the street. It could be you know trying to using trees as goals and it can be an 11 versus 11 game too and so it really is a sport for everybody and to do that special olympic series last year was awesome to sign the players to contracts for forward madison to actually be able to train them for a couple weeks and then play a game against our rivals over at union omaha and then a few weeks later to actually take the group over to omaha and play the second game of that series was a really neat event and then you look at this year, just being connected to the community and the Polar Plunge is something that our guys did. It started with head coach Matt Glazer, decided it was something he wanted to do. Again, to raise money for Special Olympics in that scenario. Um, and I think, what did you say, the initial goal was $1,000 or something like that. And We the, broke that. Yeah, blasted through that. And all of a sudden we had a bunch of other guys doing it and a, a couple players, front office staff, a few fans. Uh, and the next thing you know, they're raising 6200 bucks as part of that grand scheme on uh, whatever that Saturday was back in February. It was so. a cold one. Yeah. <laughs> I would bet. So we are listening and talking in conversation with Zane, Jovan, and Keith of Forward Madison, Madison professional football football team, you might call it soccer, at Bree Stevens on East Washington Avenue. Um, Please join the conversation. Call 608-256-2001, press extension 9, and you'll be able to talk right with us and offer your questions or comments. Um, So tell tell us more. How many teams are in the league? Uh, what is it? Thirteen this year. Uh, we've got right. <clears throat> we've got a couple new teams joining the league. Uh, with one being from from Knoxville, another one from Lexington. Um, there's teams out in the northern Colorado, which outside of Boulder or uh, Fort, yeah, uh, Fort Collins there, and uh, and uh, and then obviously Fresno, California. So we're 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 spread out. Um, you travel a lot. We travel quite a bit, and. Um, you know, but that's that's the league that we're in, and so mm-hmm. that's that's part of the challenge that that Keith and the the team faces uh, to to you know um, to, to to really really put it all together, traveling and and uh, home and away. We've got fourteen um, um, home games, fourteen away, and and obviously we've got some exhibition games as well. Um, so yeah, I know it's 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 we're 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 weeks away from the well. 40 yeah. days away from the home opener on April 15th. Yeah, so 40 days away from April 15th. We're actually hosting a U.S. Open Cup game April 4th. Really? So, uh, yeah, even though the snow's coming yeah. probably this weekend, yep. we're, we're ready to host fans. And um, Forward Madison matches are known not just for the soccer on the field, but um, – you you can see live cows. You can see our <laughs> you can see our fans in the crowd cheering. Um, you get a taste of every type of entertainment at a game, and so and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to represent the community through our our, our flamboyancy at, mm-hmm. at 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 our matches. Um, so yeah, crazy to believe that uh, in just over a month here we'll we'll be hosting fans again. And 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 the and the season goes if you're in the championship game, it goes until when? I think it's November 6th this year would be the final game. So November 7th, you noted, is going to be the parade? Hopefully that would be the parade on East Wash, right? <laughs> Do we need to call the city ahead? or I, I, I think they appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure, though. <laughs> they're, they're, they're funny that way. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, you got me laughing there. Um, so I worked in schools for 30 years, and, and I know there's this disparity, disparity in schools with kids because kids whose families have resources get into a lot of high-powered sports opportunities that other kids don't always have opportunities for. Um, are you part of efforts to connect with football, soccer clubs around Madison and a variety of kids? Team? What are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, one of the kind of exciting new, uh, well, um, I think partnerships is with uh, Millennium Soccer, who's a local youth soccer mm-hmm. club here in Madison um, that really, um, you know, since day one, uh, 2019, we, we really 
um, connected and, and started these kind of planting the seed of, of building um, a partnership with and and so for those who aren't familiar millennium soccer they um, focus on really bringing soccer to to all ages and with a focus on um, you know focusing on um, underprivileged communities and, and at-risk youth and so um, this is a, a soccer club that uh, is all volunteer mm-hmm. uh, based and run similar to other organizations here and uh, and you know, with a focus on uh, bringing soccer to these kids that normally wouldn't even consider it. And so obviously cost is always, um, you know, an obstacle Mm -hmm. uh, for for entry for a lot of folks. And so being able to outfit the kids with, you know, soccer gear, shin pads, shorts, jerseys, soccer ball, soccer cleats. Um, and, 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 and we've really, I think made it, uh, had a, made a concerted effort to really focus on, you know, how can our fans, uh, and members of our community, uh, sort of, you know, give back and give an opportunity for the next uh, generation to, to one, play the sport, enjoy it. Um, and, and what we're, what we've seen is those same fans that come to our games are now volunteering and coaching, uh, you know, setting up soccer clinics, coaching these kids, picking up these kids on the weekend, taking them to the game. Uh, and so it's, it's really just awesome to see that. And, and that's, I think, you know, in 2018, when you ask these people, Hey, you know, what do you think about, you know, volunteer coaching, they would have told you, they would have laughed at you. But now from coming to the games and really appreciating the sport, becoming a fan, and now they're giving back to the community it's it's really awesome to see yeah and and i'll just add on to javon and what he's talking about with millennium soccer um i think even more than that um last year we were able to raise about seventy-seven thousand dollars through different initiatives keith talked about our special jerseys for ukraine last year um but with strategic partners like just coffee and selling their wake the flock up coffee (laughs) exactly coffee bags at the at the grocery stores to um different ticket packages to d- different community partnerships and <laughs> soccer clinics that we host free for kids all around the community, not just Madison, but the surrounding communities. Um, at, when people purchase tickets and when they support Forward Madison, we were driving those dollars back to the community and that's really a focus of ours. Is um, it, my, my first job, one of the first days, the VP of Community Relations with the St. Paul Saints um, said, um, a, a community doesn't necessarily need a team or a ballpark, but a team needs a community to succeed. And I think th- that's the one of the biggest reasons why I joined Ford Madison, as I think they're doing a great job of that. And I think that's why Madison has been so supportive and why we're continuing to think of things to do. Like the Polar Plunge was our head coach coming to our um, person who was running our social media saying, I'm going to do this by myself. Um, if you want to do a post about it and then everyone rallied around it and that that's how a thousand dollar goal went to $6,200 being raised towards Special Olympics. That's in our mindset and everything we're trying to do. That is a great statement. Zena, I love that. The community doesn't need the team, but the team needs the community and we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the democratic nature of soccer, just how relatively simple it is, accessible. Um, if you go back to World War One and the Christmas truce, people come yeah. up from both sides and they're playing soccer. And speaking of democracy, let's talk about community radio and the basis of democracy that community radio plays. This is a pledge drive. We're in the last days of our pledge drive. So I'm going to turn it over to Andrew and Jay to talk about your opportunity to support WORT. Yeah, I love listening to all the different ways that um, soccer, football, um, the ways it in which it can engage with the local community, particularly um, underrepresented communities. And uh, that's something that um, being in a diverse environment like WORT um, allows, um, it allows WORT to address a variety of, of needs in, in, in different communities. And so WORT has a, has a really cool, um, it, it, it's been doing really good work and it wants to continue doing uh, really good work, particularly in how it trains uh, reporters and audio engineers from um, underrepresented uh, groups uh, in our community, both uh, local and uh, for, for local and national media organizations. And um, as you may already know, there are several groups that are substantially underrepresented in traditional media, such as the Latinx folks, African-Americans, Asians, members of uh, the American indigenous tribes, as well as undocumented workers, folks with disabilities, the Hmong, 
communities here in Madison, and also recent immigrants from countries such as Nepal and India. And something that your donations can do uh, this month is help WORT get off the ground a, um, a master's student who would be able to come in from curriculum and instruction to work with us during the next year to develop uh, a more robust program uh, to continue doing this important work. Yeah, so if you think about the role that WORT plays, right, to you, the listener, WORT is a place that you can go for your news. It can go, you can go to hear, you know, hour, an hour long conversation with someone who, you know, you want to learn more about or you never heard about, you didn't, you haven't heard their perspective yet. Um, But for the people who are, you know, putting in the work, pulling together shows, pulling together news stories, um, for them, it, it becomes a marketable skill, right? We have plenty of people who have moved on from being um, volunteers at WORT to having full-time jobs at, um, you know, major radio stations. You know, WPR is, is local. That's that's a place that a lot of uh, war folks have um, graduated up to. But, you know, we've had people uh, move on to, you know, NPR. We've had people move on to all sorts of different... Democracy radi- Now. Democracy which we, Now, which right. Which we play every day. Yeah. Right. You have... We're, we're a place where people can get real skill, skills and take it out into the world. And with this um, with this specific program, we're also uh, opening the door to people who, you know, can't, uh, don't have the financial ability to, you know, not, not get paid to do that work. Um, and, and it is work. It is work for the radio station. Um, so, you know, we're helping out getting voices trained and um, getting more people into, into this line of work. If you want to support us um, and support that work, you can go ahead and go online to wortfm.org and hit the orange button, or you can call uh, wort. Or sorry, you can call six zero eight two five six two zero zero one extension one. We still need to hear from five of you, um, so if you could do that in the next, you know, twenty minutes. Don't wait. Do it. Do it today. Um, I know that it is the second week of pledge drive, and maybe you've already donated, or you decided you don't really want to donate. Just you know, decide decide that this is the day. This is the show, um, and and make make our day. You know, you'll be you'll be the person that we get to ring the bell for today. Cynthia and Mary Joy and Amy are all standing by. We're staying uh, nice and full of carbs and coffee. Uh, we can thank just veggies. Yeah. yeah, and veggies. Yeah, we can thank just veggies uh, for helping us out. And coffees and bagels coffees on and University bagels. Avenue yeah. for food today. Um, we really appreciate it. And then, Bert, I'm going to come back to you. I've got a caller question okay. who wanted to know, does Ford Madison have any plans to include women in professional soccer leagues, including... NWSL or NPSL? That is a great question. And we will go back. And while we go back with this question, you can call 608-256-2001 and donate to this program and this great radio station. Women's roles in soccer. Talk about it. We happen to live in the country that's the best at it. Um, women's soccer is so big. so It's such a participation thing here, but it's also successful on the world level and the world standard. And um, I think aspirationally, and I don't want to speak out of turn here, <laughs> saying slap me if I'm out of line here, but aspirationally I think we'd be um, naive to not, to not be involved in it somehow, some way. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the question's a really good topical question um, because there have been some, some equity issues there. Absolutely. Um, and um, there are no professional women's sports teams in, in this great state. Mm-hmm. So um, I think ownership uh, and management definitely an area we want to focus in um, but there is a World Cup coming up this summer and we have some programming that's being planned around the Women's World World Cup to have visibility around it and to hope, hopefully to celebrate the women's soccer game and women in sports um, and, and also just engage with um, the soccer community in general to, to make sure everybody's aware. So Wisconsin doesn't have any professional women's athletic teams? That's correct. Wow. It, now would be a good time. If not now, when? Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. I, I didn't realize. You're right. As I was thinking about it, it's like, it hadn't occurred to me. You have a comment? Um, no, I mean, I think it's something that we've heard from day one from our fans is they, they appreciate having the Ford Madison Flamingos, but is there a Lady Mingos team on the horizon? I think the answer is yes. I think the 
the you know from a fan's perspective i think this community the city of madison would definitely um appreciate and welcome uh, a women's team so um you know ho- hopefully that's something that is on the horizon here for for this great great city so what other professional men's soccer teams are in wisconsin well i mean as far as on the professional level um forward madison is is the only one but currently we've indoors but we've got uh, you know indoor teams and you've okay. got uh, a, a selection of, of, of amateur teams as well that have a strong strong history obviously milwaukee is kind of the first thing that pops in people's minds whether it's the milwaukee bavarians or the milwaukee wave or uh croatian eagles i mean there's just a, a rich history um and that really just represents this, the great state of Wisconsin and 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 how you know the pedigree that's here. Whether you're looking in our backyard here with Rose Lavelle and and Lady Badgers to um, you know the, the 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 history that Milwaukee brings. I mean um, you know, but as far as current level, mm-hmm. obviously you, you you look here to to Madison and Forward Madison. That's amazing. Speaking of history, you play on a block of land that was donated by the widow of former Mayor Breeze Stevens. And those walls were erected during the New Deal in nineteen in the mid nineteen thirties under the Roosevelt New Deal, and it became a city landmark in nineteen ninety five. And if you're like some friends of mine, your first dates may have been jumping that wall and climbing <laughs> the light poles, which we are not endorsing. You climbing the walls and climbing the light poles, but I, I know some of you did do that. So you can call six zero eight two five six two thousand. Want to make a donation? And I won't tell the rest of that story. Um, <laughs> So, Jovan, you, yeah. you are specifically tasked with outreach to the Latino, Latina, Latinx communities in particular. So tell us how, about these connections you've made with mm-hmm. the team and these communities in that area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, we obviously have a, a strong um, Latino community here in Madison and the mm-hmm. surrounding areas. Um, and, you know, one of my tasks or objectives has, has always been since day one is uh, how do we connect to with the Latino community? Um, one, it's pretty obvious, you know, the sport itself is the soccer, football. It's the number one sport in the world. Um, Absolutely. And so, um, you know, there's a strong fan base in the Latino community for the sport. Um, but how do we get them to, you know, sort of appreciate and support their local pro team because obviously they're you know you're going to look at whether you're from mexico or from brazil um, uh, chile peru you're going to look back and say well i'm going to support my team back at home right. um and so you know one of my object- objectives has been to connect with this community and say hey you know you've got a local pro team in your backyard you know you're welcome you're invited and you know, we want you to really come check us out because all it takes is that one game and they start to recognize, wow, this is a high level of play. This is an awesome historic stadium that, you know, you drive by East Wash, you, you, you don't even look twice and you'll pass you'll pass right by it. But it's an awesome uh, historic stadium that in three years we're going to be celebrating 100 years yep. uh, here in Madison. Um, and, and man, you know, you go to these games and the fans really appreciate the sport and uh, we're really lucky to have it. And so, you know, building those relationships uh, and partnerships with uh, different Latino leaders here in our backyard and different various uh, organizations, um, you know, I can... Uh, tell you that um, you know the Latino Youth Academy, which is mm-hmm. uh, part of the Amigos en Azul um, um, program, which is part uh, Madison City Police. Um, mm-hmm. They they work with um, at risk youth, and one of the things that we've been able to do and accomplish is is having these kids come to the stadium, do tours, watch the guys during training, uh, ask questions of their favorite players, and then they get to run on the field uh, and and enjoy playing soccer or whatever and uh, and, and connect with their local pro team, the players, and, and, and show them that there is a path here. Uh, whether you want to work in sports, maybe you want to work in marketing or, um, you know, uh, sales, uh, you know, whatever the case is, there's a path here and, and basically showing them um, kind of the organization in and out um, and, and offering guidance. Um, and then you look at uh, other partnerships, whether it's a Latino Leadership Summit out of Verona High School. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm actually going to be speaking there at the end of this month. Uh, but again, con- connecting with the youth, uh, offering mentorship uh, guidance and, and offering a path to say, hey, you know, you know, if you're going through challenges, maybe you don't not sure what the next 
chapter or phase in your life is, um, you know, there is a path here and, and obviously kind of offering, um, those critical steps and learning opportunities there to say, Hey, um, you know, this is something in your backyard that uh, I certainly didn't have that when I was growing up. And so being able to reach out and say, um, you know, you're welcome here. Uh, what, you know, what challenges are you going through? Because little do you know, we all went through it, uh, whether it's at home, whether it's in school. Um, and so being able to, to offer that mentorship is really important. So we are talking, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize. We are talking about Madison soccer, Forward, Forward Madison with Zane, Jovan, and Keith and we invite your calls to join the conversation here at 608-256-2001 and press extension 9 to talk, 1 to donate money. Talk about youth camps and youth clubs and stuff. What, what other opportunities are going on? Keith, let's <laughs> turn it over to you there. Yeah, that's one of my roles here with the organization as well outside of just the technical side. Um, we, do, uh, we do a fair number of camps at Bree Stevens. Um, we'll do three morning half-day camps, two afternoon half-day camps, and then we'll also partner with uh, one of our international partners, Eintracht Frankfurt from Germany, um, to, do a, to offer a camp. And on, on top of, uh, on, of those soccer experiences at Bree Stevens, then we also have work with some of our corporate partners to do some clinics around town. And so I think we'll do five with American Family Insurance. I think we'll do we work with TDS. TDS is nine or ten of them, I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact number. And so those will be, I think the MFAM ones will be at Breeze, and then the other ones we uh, we go out to the local clubs and uh, all through the surrounding area. So we owe Milton one because we got rained out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we were up in Sauk, and then we do the other ones in Monroe and McFarland and all around the area here. And it's pretty neat to take our players out to those clubs and and see the kids get excited about having the professional soccer players there. It's really neat to see our guys interact with the kids and it's funny you know every guy's got different attributes right and it's it's funny how even though they perform in front of 4,500 fans on a Saturday night man sitting there in front of six eight-year-olds is a little tougher sometimes for some of them and then it's also interesting to see how some of them excel in that environment too and um and and in some cases the guys don't even speak english because they are international guys and last year we had a brazilian with us and all of a sudden mateus was like the pied piper at one of these uh clinics that he had 20 kids following him wherever he went and i think that was to the parking lot even when he left the facility (laughs) but uh um it's really neat thing to get out and see the kids you talked about the inclusivity of our sport earlier Mm -hmm. and what we're doing and i think that's a big part of what we're doing uh jovan was just talking about the latino community you don't have to look any further than warner park on a saturday or sunday afternoon to see how how high a participation level there is and i think the dia de football uh, event that we did last year to have 60 or 80 um latino kids in a clinic at our home facility and and again to see our players interact with the young players in the area is just a really neat thing and so camps and clinics are a big part of what we do for sure that is cool. Hey, we're going to go back to Andrew and Jade just for a moment. Um, you're listening to a discussion from Forward Madison, Madison's professional soccer uh, team with um, Keith and Jovan and Zane. And if you're like me, you don't know that much about <laughs> Forward Madison. I've learned a ton. And this is actually really interesting. I really appreciate you three coming in um, and hearing what, you, what you're all doing, which I did not know. Um so if you like this, this would be a great time to donate. Andrew and Jade's going to talk about that. Yeah. Hey, um, thanks, Bert. We were really excited to get this show show going. You know, I reached out to Ford Madison. And one thing about uh, Madison is that I, I think we as a community do a really good job supporting each other. Right. And so, you know, I told them what the show was about. I told them it was during our pledge drive. And Evan, their uh, comms person over there, said, absolutely. I think, you know, I actually called him. He picked up in the first the first ring. Um, so, you know, that's how much here in Madison we support each other. And you can be a part of that uh, by going online to WORT 89.9 FM. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's our, our address. You're listening. You're listening to WORT. We got numbers. We got letters. We got it's, numbers. It's, we got yeah. numbers, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can go online to WORTFM.org. Um, and make a pledge there. That's kind of the quickest way to get it in in the in the next ten minutes. But I did hear the phone ring previously, so I think some of you are calling and you're you're ready to donate. Um, so you can do that. Oh, you know what? Actually, just minutes ago, we have a uh, lies from uh, Lise Lise from Lise, Vancouver. Lise Sonier from Vancouver. Yes. Yeah. That's British Columbia. That's Canada. That's a, a That's new Canada. a new donor from Canada. Um, and Lise 
Lise, right? Yes. Bert, great. Uh, Lise says, great interviewing Bert Zipperer. Keep up the important great work for on community radio. Canadians love listening in. So wherever you are, if you're in Madison, if you're in Baraboo, if you're in Vancouver, wherever you listen, um, you can support WORT uh, by calling 608-256-2001 or going online um, to WORTFM.org. And WRT, it is it is such a it is such a gem in Madison that even as even as people move away, um, they uh, they want to stay plugged in with what's going on with the radio station. Um, even when people are, are hundreds and thousands of miles away, they know that they can uh, tune in uh, through our online platform and that, you know, a lot of us, we get to listen to it on our radios, in our homes or in our cars. And uh, it's easy to forget that we have a big audience that is listening to uh, WRT being streamed live. And so we have we have friends uh, from Canada. We have friends on the West Coast and East Coast. I have a family down in Houston, Texas that's listening uh, to to, 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 to WRT. So um, people know a good thing when they see it. And it's uh, it's it really is a gym here in Madison. So we got about eight minutes left today and uh, we would love to get a few more folks who will jump on board and help WORT uh, go strong into 2023 through 2023 and for years to come. You know, I have faith that we're going to have some people to thank in the last couple minutes. So let's go back to Bert, uh, Bert and our our wonderful guests, Uh, continue the conversation and we'll catch back up with you you three minutes to go into the show. Okay. Okay. I am blushing and so excited. Uh, Lise, Sonia, thank you so much. I am, I am humbled and a little bit speechless, which is not good for the radio. Um, <laughs> so let me throw a question to our guests. What are some of your biggest challenges and some of the challenges your club has faced? Well, I think uh, trying to put together a soccer game when there's, you know, 12, 16 inches of snow. <laughs> um, you mean like now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Typically. Um, but, you know, I, I, I always recall memories of our uh, first ever home opener um, in April 29th, I believe, in 2019. Uh, we call it the snow opener. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, I mean, there was, you know, we had you know, six, ten inches of snow the night before, and then it snowed on, on game day. But, um, you know, in similar Wisconsin fashion, people, uh, you know, got their uh, uh, overalls and snow gear on and you know basically looked like they were getting ready to go skiing and just you know came to the came to Bree Stevens. Did you shovel shovel off the field? We shoveled yeah we every it was a group effort we all shoveled and uh, we got a great ops team and and everyone was just all hands on deck we we got the got the show going and um you know and dusted off the stadium and uh you know put a put a great 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 night together um so yeah i mean that's uh that's always the challenge right trying to do soccer in wisconsin but uh you know obviously we love the sport we love the city and we we do whatever it takes to put the show together so 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 green bay has the ice bowl yeah in, in that other egg hand egg football <laughs> yeah. um that, which is a mythic story and you've got an equally mythic story of the snow opener that's the cool. snow opener. Yeah. Snow opener. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. What we, about other challenges? I would actually follow up with that. On the technical side, we sort of deal with the same thing. And so, as I said, we're three weeks into preseason, and we've basically had to go away for all three weeks, and we're not driving down to Florida or Arizona or anything like that. We're just extremely warm. We were spending a week up in Minneapolis working in an indoor facility up there and culminated the week with an exhibition game against Minnesota United from MLS 2. Um, and then the second week, we were down in Rockford, who has a big uh, full indoor-sized f- uh, field and facility. Spent three or four days there and culminated with a game against Chicago Fire 2. And then last week was kind of the same, three or four days down in Rockford and then down to Indianapolis to a big facility there to play Indy 11 from the USL Championship. And so today's actually the first day, week four, um, that the team is actually training in breeze on a, what, 40-degree, 44-degree weather day. It's a, little, and, it's a little chilly. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, but <laughs> it's time to get some lung, air in the lungs and mm-hmm. start playing outdoors. So I, I think that's a big challenge. You hate to beat down and bel- uh, belabor the weather issues, but that's a big challenge for us technically. So yeah. we've, we've only got like two minutes left uh, before we turn it back to Jade and Andrew. So what haven't we talked about? What is it something, what's something that people really need to know? Take it away. I mean, I think the big one, and uh, we mentioned it earlier, 
uh, April 15th, April 4th. April 4th is a Tuesday. We're competing in the historic U.S. Open Cup. Um, it's the second round. and That's right here? That's right here at home. We It's the second round matchup, and we're win- we're playing the, the winners of uh, Bavaria United or Chicago House. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll see some fans travel out from Milwaukee or, or Chicago. But either way, come check us out on April 4th, 6 p.m. kickoff. Uh, if you prefer a Saturday, well, we've got a home opener on April 15th. It's the it's our league opener. Um, what time? And, uh, it's a 7 p.m. 7 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. Uh, gates open at 6. And so we welcome all uh, WRT listeners to come check out a game. If it's your first game, uh, we welcome you. And, and you'll be you'll be excited to see that we've got an awesome uh, fan base. We've got an awesome stadium. And uh whether it's snow on the field or not, uh, uh, either way, uh, you know, dress warm uh, or 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 uh, wear your favorite uh, Ford Madison gear and come uh, come check us out. And so, do you, fans from British Columbia, Canada, get like, absolutely a, dis- a discount? It's they a great get an extra discount, town, by the way, yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. Okay, Zane, take it away. I was going to say, Lee can uh, contact <laughs> us. You're more than welcome to, to come join us. But even if you don't have the the colder gear for for April games, we we have got scarves, we've we've got jackets. Um, we we just want people to to come pack Bree Stevens Field for the 18 chances we get to do so yep. this year. So we appreciate the support and be, being able to join you today. Excellent. And last thought. Just thanks a lot, Bert. I really appreciate this. I really appreciate this, Zane and Keith and Javon. Um, this has been really informative and a complete delight. Uh, my thanks to all the listeners, all of you who've donated. And to Lee Sonier up in British Columbia. Yes. Thank, thank you for that donation. And the rest of you with donations. Jade and Andrew, take it away. All right. We have great news over here, actually. Yes. Andrew, you want to uh, ring the bell for me? Uh, we have uh, Tony Castaneda donated to the show. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. And we also have Patty Peltecos. Tony and Patty. Coming in, coming in at the wire. So, so can I just say that I adore both of their shows? And Patty Paltecos did a, a a show in a can that was recorded. And I, Patty, you did a great job. Yeah, Patty is a. Uh, you know, it, it did say. I'm sorry, Patty. It did say just to say your first name, but I, um, just your name is so it's so made for radio that it slipped out of my out of my mouth. Um, but Patty is, you know, former Monday a public affairs. This is her show. Yes, this is her show. Um, and we really appreciate you, Patty. We really appreciate you, Tony. And we really appreciate you, Lise. Um, you you make the show happen. You know, really, truly, donors make up 95% of the money that makes the station run. So um, thank you, you all so much for helping us out. And Andrew, got any final words before we go to your show in just a second? No, you know, it's just, it's it's a great show, uh, a, a public affair, it's a great radio station, it's a great community here, and it's a great thing to be a part of. And come to Bree Stevens and join the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, join the Canadians, and we're going to have some, some good football over there. All right, uh, you've been listening to WORT 89.9 FM, Madison. Uh, thanks, Bert. Thanks to the Forward Madison Th- team. Yes, thank you, and thanks to everybody. Yeah. That would never be reported. Disregard the mainstream media distorted. We come and listen and support it. Don't take no prisoners if you can't afford to feed none. Don't start no fights if you cannot predict the outcome. Don't make donations where you cannot get your dough back.